Welcome to Economic Laws Practices podcast series. Today we shall talk about borrowing and leverage under SEBI's AIF regulations and the IFSCS fund management regulations. I'm Vinod Joseph, a partner in ELP's investment funds practice. I'm Paridhi Jain, an associate in ELP's investment funds practice. This is the fourth of a series of podcasts where we discuss fund and fund regulations in India. In the first podcast, we had talked about categories of funds. In the second, about terms of funds. And in the third, we had talked about investor consent. Paridi, we have a slightly mundane task today. A newly set up Category 2 AIF wants a note on how much it can borrow or lend or leverage as per SEBI's AIF regulations. Sure, that shouldn't take too long. We also need to cover SEBI's order in the India Infrastructure Fund 2 matter. This AIF plans to acquire a controlling stake in all its investing companies and would like to facilitate more favorable loan terms for its investing companies. We need to spell out what the AIF can and can't do in light of SEBI's May 30th order. Oh, in that case, I take back what I said. This will take some time. <laughs> Shall we get started? Why not? Shall we do the easy bit first? Good idea. Here goes. Regulation 17.1c says, Category 2 AIFs may not borrow funds directly or indirectly and shall not engage in leverage, except for meeting temporary funding requirements for not more than 30 days and not more than four occasions in a year and not more than 10% of the investable funds. This is the same as what Regulation 16.1b says with respect to Category 1 AIFs. Yes. If you're a Category 3 AIF, then life is simpler. Regulation 18c says Category 3 AIFs may engage in leverage or borrow subject to consent from the investors in the fund and subject to a maximum limit, as may be specified by SEBI. Yes, Cat 3 AIFs can do more or less what they want, provided they have investor consent. Correct. Now let's explain what indirect borrowing could mean. You know, before SEBI's order in the India Infrastructure 2 matter came out, I would have said an AIF is said to borrow indirectly if it offers any security or guarantee to a lender on behalf of an individual who's investing in that AIF. I wouldn't have said that pledging the securities of its portfolio companies to secure loans given to such portfolio companies is a form of indirect borrowing. Yes. SEBI's order in the India Infrastructure Fund 2 matter is very clear on this point. Pledging the securities of a portfolio company to secure a loan given to such portfolio company is a form of indirect borrowing. Also, if an AIF offers any security or guarantee to a lender who is lending to its portfolio company, that's also indirect borrowing. Can we review the order once more? Sure. India Infrastructure Fund to pledge the securities of its portfolio companies in favor of banks who are lending to its portfolio companies. SEBI took the view that by doing so, IIF2 had jeopardized the investments of its investors, that this was not in the best interests of IIF2's investors, even though the fund's investors had full knowledge of such pledging and had impliedly consented to the same. Even though India Infrastructure Fund was not the borrower, either directly or indirectly. Yes, that's right. 
moving on is leverage a defined term no it's not defined in the aif regulations but it appears 11 times in the regulations it's a very commercial term isn't it yes leverage is the use of borrowed money to amplify the results of an investment companies use leverage to increase the returns of investors money and investors can use leverage to invest in various securities trading with borrowed money is also known as trading on margin a highly leveraged company is one that has taken on significant debt to finance its operations the af regulations use the phrase leverage or borrow twice which means according to sebi leverage is different from borrowing correct should we look at what ifsca has prescribed in gift city well that wouldn't be relevant for this client however we could tell them that the ifsca's fund management regulations are much more lenient on this aspect so next time they are setting up a fund the bulk of their investors are based overseas they could set up a gift city feeder yes i don't understand why there should be so much dichotomy between sebi and ifsca in gift city venture capital schemes and restricted schemes may borrow funds or engage in leveraging activities to the extent permitted by and disclosed in its ppm any deviation from the ppm merely requires the consent of two third of the investors by value well the reason for this dichotomy is probably because sebi's role is to protect indian investors for the ifsca it doesn't have to worry too much about indian investors it assumes that investors in gift city feeders would generally be non residents who can look after themselves provided there is sufficient disclosure through the ppm Oh yeah that makes sense and it's interesting to note that in the ifscs fm regulations even when borrowing is prohibited other than for meeting day to day operational requirements such as in the case of a special situation fund the word indirectly hasn't been used so if a special situation fund pledges its assets to secure a loan taken by an investing company it wouldn't be in breach i should think so in the india infrastructure fund to case sebi took the view that pledging of the securities of a portfolio company by an aif is a violation of sebi's af regulations primarily because the af regulations prohibit even indirect borrowing by cat 1 and cat 2 aifs and with that we come to the end of this podcast we shall be back soon with the fifth podcast in the series on indian regulations for investment funds thank you thank you